This is the Australian Surrogacy Podcast. My name is Sarah Jefford and I am a surrogate and a surrogacy lawyer. In this episode, I spoke with Carla. Carla has been an egg donor for eight recipients and then also became a traditional surrogate. This is a two-part episode and in the first part, Carla and I spoke about egg donation and all the beautiful relationships that she has with all of her recipients. If you are interested in egg donation, I can recommend Egg Donation Australia, which you can find via Google and on Facebook. My name is Carla. I'm an egg donor and a traditional surrogate, and I live in Melbourne with my three children. Carla, you are a little bit famous for your egg donations. How many times have you donated your eggs now? Uh, I have got eight recipients that I have donated eggs to who have children now. Wow. How many babies are born from your eggs? 11 so far. That's huge. Uh, tell me, how did you get into egg donation? Uh, when I was pregnant with my third child, I would have happily kept going and had more and more, but my uh, ex-husband, husband at the time, uh, was done with three. Uh, and I was really disappointed that I wouldn't be able to go through pregnancy again. Uh, so he was actually the one that suggested it initially. Um, he said that maybe surrogacy would be a good idea because then I'd get to go through pregnancy um, without then having the baby in the house afterwards. Uh, but at the time, with a three-year-old and a one-year-old and a newborn about to arrive, uh, surrogacy wasn't really an option. And so then we talked about, well, maybe egg donation would be a good way to go. Uh, it was a way that I could help other people by sharing my fertility um, with them. So that's, uh, I looked into it and I, everything I read said that it was best to have stopped breastfeeding before I started. And so I put it on the back burner, had my third child, breastfed her until she was almost two. Um, and then when she started weaning, I uh, looked into it again and that's when I got started. How did you find your recipients? Through EDA, through okay. in Australia. I did some Google searching and I came across EDA and joined and I read the stories there and there was one particular story that really resonated with me and we actually got chatting really quickly. We met up within uh, a week of me having joined EDA. They already had a son from a previous donor who was the same age as my eldest and our two families met up at a park. We all hit it off. I loved them immediately, offered immediately uh, and, you know, totally naive to the process about how it worked, really. I knew a little bit about IVF but didn't really understand um, that there was a chance that it might not work. I just assumed, you know, oh, I've got kids, I got pregnant easily, this will be easy. And off we went and thankfully, uh, you know, we had the egg collection within three months and she got pregnant on her first transfer and so that baby uh, just recently turned four. Wow. And did you have any particular criteria that you had in mind in terms of choosing recipients? Not really. I guess I just assumed that I would probably gravitate to people that were similar to myself. Uh, someone probably around 30-ish um, with no kids of their own straight couple uh, that was just what I assumed because of what I pictured in my life was other people like me who who hadn't been blessed with children uh, as it turned out this was an older couple they were late 40s they already had a child who was from a previous egg donor um, so it wasn't what I had expected uh, but we just hit it off and I think after that I 
lost all expectations about who I would donate to and really it just became about who I got along with. What was your experience of IVF the first time? I had never given myself an injection before so uh, initially it was um, a little bit nerve-wracking getting over that first step of trying to stick a piece of metal into my skin Uh, but once I got started it was okay Uh, I quite enjoyed the process um, with my recipient. You know, she would text me every night when she knew I was going to be doing my injection just to say good luck and, you know, I hope it's all going well. And, you know, she came to all the appointments with me and we'd meet up and have coffee and a chat um, each time and and kept each other updated with all the feedback that we got from the hospital. So um, the process, I think, was really good. And that came down to my recipient being so involved and supportive. Obviously, she'd been through it before with a previous donor. So I think that was good for me because she already understood what it was like going through the process with a donor. So for a new donor, having an experienced recipient worked really well. And your next few recipients, have you kept them local or are they spread out across Australia? Uh, they are spread out, mostly in two locations. So of my eight recipients, four of them are local in Melbourne and three are in Sydney and one's up in Byron Bay. So I didn't really think much about how our ongoing relationships would look when I donated to other couples from other states. Uh, so yeah, I hadn't looked ahead to what our ongoing relationship would look like if I'd had success with recipients from interstate Uh, However, I just happened to connect with people who lived in Sydney next. And so that's who I donated to. And uh, after I had done that once, I donated to another local Melbourne couple and then I donated to another Sydney couple. And we've just managed the relationships the same as you do with any family or friends who live interstate. You know, we, we chat, we Skype, we visit when we can. And do you have ongoing relationships with the recipients and all the babies that have been born from your eggs? Yes. Yep. I have an ongoing relationship with all of them, all to differing degrees. Uh, You know, just like amongst your friendship group, you see people different amounts of time and have different levels of contact. So some of my recipients, uh, we might text a couple of times over the year, maybe catch up once or twice. And that's about it. Uh, Others I see in person or chat or text or Skype with more regularly and then there are others who I am in contact with almost daily just with general chit chat you know catching up about our lives so it's not a relationship that's just based on the egg donation anymore it's just become an independent friendship and that just happens to be one part of what our relationship is. Um, Do all of them know about each other and are they in contact with the other recipients? Yes yep everybody knows about everybody uh, and everybody is in contact in some way. So we have a secret Facebook group where most of my recipients are part of that so that everyone can keep up to date. I have two recipients who aren't on Facebook and so uh, they will send me messages asking questions about how the others are going and I give updates about them to everybody else. Uh, But one of the important things about doing known donation for me was partly for my kids to grow up knowing about these children and obviously for the children to have access to me but also those donor babies are equally related to each other as they are to my kids so it was important uh, that they all had access to each other as they grow up as well. What do your girls think about you donating to other people? 
Um, they really enjoy it. I actually didn't realize how much of an impact it had on them initially. I went into my first donation with um, the kids were one, three and five when I first donated. And I just explained to them that my friend wanted a baby, but her eggs weren't working. So the doctor would put my eggs in her tummy and see if she could grow a baby. And they were quite happy with that. Then I donated to a gay couple. And so then I had to explain that they didn't have eggs or the right sort of tummy. So someone else would grow the baby for them. And uh, they were happy with that. And then as we added more and more families to our extended family, they were very accepting of how that all worked. And they've heard me talk about donation with lots of people. I often talk about how I was lucky enough to have more eggs than I needed. And, you know, I don't need them anymore. Someone else can make use of them. So I'm happy to hand them on. And I think the first time I really realized how much of that my kids had taken on board was when my eldest daughter had seen an ad on TV that had a bald child. And she asked me why. And I explained that sometimes people get sicknesses and the medicine that they have makes their hair fall out. And she didn't mention it again until some weeks later, she said to me that she had her hair that was grown all the way down past her bottom and she didn't really need that much hair anymore and maybe another child could make better use of her hair than she could and so she decided she wanted to cut it off and donate it. So um, that was the first real indication to me that they were really taking on board the importance of thinking about how you can help other people. Mm. Um, So she has now grown and cut her hair twice to donate it to charity and and my second daughter has now decided that she wants to do the same. That's amazing and I think it really teaches them that role models are actually in their home, that mum does these things that help people and and we can also contribute to the world in in a lovely way as well. Yeah, it has been a really nice lesson for them and that was an unintended benefit I think of having done it. Um, But then look, as far as the actual donations go and the kids go, they really enjoy all the extended family. Um, their relationships with the kids really differ depending on the relationship we have with the parents and the language that they use changes depending on the language that the parents use. So some of them, it's just, oh, my mum's friend's son or, um, oh, yeah, he's from mum's eggs uh, because that's how we know each other and we'll say we're catching up with, oh, yeah, we're going to catch up with my friend. Remember, she had her daughter from my eggs and that's really the only connection but then we have other recipients who refer to my girls as being her girl sisters and so when they come to be like oh that's our little sister we're going to go and see her and she's going to come and stay with us and my youngest is excited because she gets to be the big sister for a change because she's always the littlest one and so because that's the language that that recipient uses that's the language that my kids mirror so she they have some kids that they will call a brother or sister Um, and other kids that are just a friend's child who they know happens to be from my eggs. How do you feel about the genetic link between yourself and these babies? Um, No, it actually, I don't know whether I just didn't put enough thought into it to begin with. It just never really occurred to me to be something to worry about. I knew that the child wasn't for me. I wasn't growing it. I didn't want to have that child in my family. I was just handing over my eggs for somebody else to use so that they could have their own child. So really the only connection I have, I have with the children is um, I love the genetics of it, the physical characteristics. I love seeing as the kids grow up where there are similarities or differences and 
how everybody looks. And, you know, I find the same thing with my sister's kids, you know, with my nieces and nephews, I always love seeing the similarities across families. So that side of it, I find fascinating, but the actual genetic connection of these kids genetically being as related to me as my own kids are, it doesn't feel anything alike. It doesn't feel like they're related to me in that way. How does your family feel about you donating your eggs to other couples? My family have all been very proud of me for doing that and very happy about it. Uh, my mum has met most of my recipients and most of the children. Um, she always asks me how everybody is going. My grandma took a newspaper article about me and the egg donation and stuck it up in her retirement village um, common area because she was so uh, excited about it and telling everyone how wonderful science is and, and what a fantastic thing that I was doing. Um, so, you know, my 92-year-old grandma uh, has been one of my biggest supporters. Um, but, you know, and plenty of my cousins have sent me messages saying how great it is. Um, my brother and sister have met uh, quite a lot of my recipients and their kids as well. So um, everyone's been very positive. I've been very lucky that I haven't come across any... Uh, negativity or ill feeling or ill wishes from anybody in my family or friendship group. If you had any advice for anyone that needed an egg donor, what would your advice be in terms of them finding a donor? Um, look, I think that the connection that you have with the person is important uh, because when you create a baby together, that child forever has a genetic connection to the donor uh, which means that that child may or may not want to have a lot of contact with the donor as they grow up. So the person that you connect with, you know, you're creating a, a lifelong bond with. In, and not everyone is going to be very close friends and you don't have to be in each other's back pockets. Obviously, as I mentioned, I have different relationships with all of my recipients. So it's not about needing to be best friends, but it's about... Uh, accepting and understanding that you will be in each other's lives for the long term if things work out and a baby comes along, I guess. Uh, if you're accepting someone's eggs, you also need to accept them as a person. You need to accept their extended family, their kids, because all of those people are going to be related to their child. Um, so I guess that would be my main piece of advice. Don't rush into it and make sure that you've got the right connection before you start. That was part one of my interview with Carla. In the next part, we talked about her experiences as a traditional surrogate. If you would like to get in touch, you can find me on Facebook and on Instagram or at sarahjefford.com.